Well, welcome to a very special Your Harrogate podcast talking all about the Northern Home Building and Renovating Show, which is coming back to the Harrogate Convention Centre on Friday the 4th of November, running all that weekend through to Sunday the 6th of November. And if you would like to get free tickets for the event, we've got them for you at yourharrogate.co.uk. That's yourharrogate.co.uk. It's an event that's very much about your home and where you live and what you can do in your house. And the public are very much welcome at this event for a couple of days at the start of November. Now, today we're joined by one of the guest speakers for this year's home building and renovating show in Harrogate. I'm joined by Paul Tester, who is a director at Hem Architects. We're actually in Paul's office here in Sheffield. And Paul, just before we talk about what you're going to talk about at the homes and home building and renovating show before we talk about saving energy and sustainability and all those really useful topics that you're going to talk about because your talk is old home to eco home so we'll talk about that in a moment but just tell us a bit about your background what you do here in Sheffield and obviously how that qualifies you to speak to us all when you come to Harrogate. Hi, Nick. Uh, thank you. Um, yeah, we're, uh, so our practice is HEM Architects. We've been uh, going now since uh, 2010, um, working almost entirely in the uh, residential sector. So um, anything from relatively small extensions through to new build homes and a lot of retrofit work. So retrofit is the sort of thermal improvement of existing buildings, existing homes. Um, we've been doing that aspect of our work pretty much the whole time we've been in business um, and because we've built a bit of a reputation for doing that people come to us specifically for that sort of thermal improvements um, uh, sort of reduction in carbon emissions etc um, and yeah that used to be very much part of it. it would normally be people coming to us with a big extension and remodel and we might be able to help them also save energy at the same time whereas now big chunk of our work is just people wanting to improve the performance of their home and actually the spatial changes are not really happening it's that's not the important thing it's about energy bills obviously um and and comfort so uh, yeah we do a lot of that work now well the topic of energy bills and and heating has has it's never really been far from the agenda for quite a lot of this year and obviously the most recent news is is the price cap looks set to be more targeted from April and actually I don't I don't think even with I don't think even with the government announcements I don't think any of us have felt as we ever used to feel about sticking the heating on at home it seems like a real luxury these days I was at a friend's house at the weekend and they put the heating on I was like oh you're pushing the boat out a bit but our whole our whole perception of heating our homes and the cost of it has has become top of mind so I don't think there could be a better time to have this conversation so your your presentation you're on a bit over the weekend but one of the one of the themes is old home to eco home and this is obviously about energy saving but also about sustainability as well there's lots of themes in one here so so tell us a bit about what you'll be covering Paul. Um, so the, the talk we'll be doing, actually, there'll be two of us talking at the same time. So it'll be myself and David Hilton. Uh, David comes from uh, a sort of uh, mechanical engineering, uh, mechanical side of things. So he uh, will come at this as an aspect of systems 
um, and uh, that will be about uh, both energy generation and heat generation and heat uh, sort of delivery to your home. Um, and I come very much from a building fabric side of things, so the, what the building is made of and how that is insulated and made airtight, etc. Um, and uh, so kind of reducing demand. Um, and we'll kind of start off a little bit opposed to each other because there are two trains of thought. Well, if I put loads of solar panels and have a heat pump, etc., do I need to worry about insulation? Um, and I'll come from this other aspect where we need to reduce demand first, but actually we pretty much agree on all these things, but we were going to explore those two aspects of how you might approach uh, dealing with uh, energy uh, and comfort in your home. Um, yeah. And, and there's a lot there's a lot to go through and obviously there are different scales of some people are just desperate to try any quick fix because that will have an immediate impact and other people are in a position of thinking I'd like to make some longer term changes maybe spend some money because one it'll be it'll be better for the environment but two obviously the the issue of of energy bills isn't going away so so should we take that in 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 step by step and and first of all talk about some of the the quick fixes so so if you're looking at your home while you're listening to this and um and you're going to be coming along to the show at the convention center are, are there going to be some easy takeaways for people that they, they could have a go at Absolutely. There are lots of things you can do as a homeowner or even as a renter, which obviously is is a really difficult position to be in where you feel you've got less control over your home um, that can make uh, immediate um, savings and can be done sort of on a DIY basis. Um, so um, if your loft isn't insulated very well, that's a, an easy fix as long as you can get in there and you don't fall through your ceiling. You, know, <laughs> you, can, lay, you can lay some rolls of cheap insulation from... Uh, and, and is it just the case that in a lot of houses that this stuff was just kind of... I guess I guess the house is finished and you move it in and, and it's just one of those things that, that actually should probably have happened... Yeah, it depends. I think, you know, it depends on when your house was built and what other people have, or you or other people have done to it. Um, obviously, the older properties, so anything sort of uh, 30, 40 years old plus is unlikely to have had insulation originally. Um, and so if nobody's put anything in there, you've got a huge amount of heat loss. Um, but also our expectations of uh, how much we should put in has changed a lot over the last 20 to 30 years. So even a newer property or a property where somebody's already put some insulation, don't immediately think, oh, well, there's some there, so that is enough. Mm. Um, very often people have only got it between the ceiling joists. So you've got kind of maybe 10 centimetres of it, um, but then you've also got joists and all the gaps that that sort of introduces. So laying uh, another two or three layers on top of that um, and don't f be afraid to put loads. You know, you can, you can over-egg it and it's not going to cause you any harm and it's going to reduce your bills further. Yeah, okay, um, so loft is the best place to well, start. Well, it's the quickest win. It's such a yeah. quick win. Um, if you have no insulation in your roof, it's 20 to 30% of your heat loss is going through your roof. Mm -hmm. So if you've got a heating bill, let's say of £1,000 a year, and you knock out... 75% of that heat loss through the roof, you're probably saving yourself a couple hundred pounds a year for a two to four hundred pound investment. It's and, not. And can people do that sort of work themselves, do you think? In yeah, their home? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are some watch points of making sure that your your attic space is still ventilated, but it's, it's straightforward work to do. And 
most of the DIY stores will have little information cards on things like this as well. So it's really easy to access. Uh, you know when you're at the show at the convention yeah. centre, do you take questions from people? Uh, we do, but there isn't a lot of time. I was going to say, you can have a lot of questions. Yeah. I think you can have a lot of questions from people. There is an advice centre at the show, which oh, is separate good. to the uh, the presentations. And a lot, of, a lot of the stands will be talking to people about Absolutely. this stuff as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so there are going to be loads and loads of experts available to you, whether they are exhibitors or people paid by the show to be there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's lots of access to expertise over the weekend. So we start in the loft and, and we've got that for first quick win. Before we talk about the windows, um, because there's a bit more involved in that, where, where else should we look at when we look around our house? Uh, draft exclusion is really, really important um, because it not only it, it's a big factor in heat loss. Um, so we're, we're talking about quite a large percentage of heat is going out through cracks in the construction, so gaps that we don't want. But also... Um, it provides it makes a disproportionate amount of your discomfort if you can feel cold air moving across your body when you're sat watching the telly or whatever you are uncomfortable um, and if you can uh, remove as many of those air leaks as possible then that's really so things like the perimeter of your floor um, if you can uh, use an air tightness tape or even just some silicon sealant around the perimeter of your floor so all the gaps underneath your skirting um, check that all your windows are well installed so there are no gaps around the outsides. Mm. If your windows um, haven't been serviced for many years, which most people's have never been serviced, then get get a window uh, company to come round. What do they do in a service then? Well, so they will check the operation of all your windows, make sure they're operating, opening and closing properly, making sure that the, the catches are actually pulling the window closed tight, making sure the seals are all intact and if there are any need replacing or have perished, then they're dealt with. So that will make a massive difference, especially if you've got um, sash windows, which you might have. Can you tell, telling me you've got an old property that's very leaky and... We, we haven't got time to go through all the problems in my house, to be <laughs> honest. I mean, I wish, I wish we did, Paul, but that would be... I, th I think that would be a separate series of podcasts, to be honest, and it would involve... Probably me crying. Um, windows, obviously, there are a lot of things that actually you, you can spend some money on. Yeah. And it can massively improve um, the quality of your life, really, yeah. can't it? Because yeah. you can have double glazed, triple glazed, all sorts of things. That is something that, that, again, would clearly have a positive impact on energy use. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, uh, the, that feeling when you open your heavy curtains in the morning and you get that... Chill. cold radiating off the windows if you can eliminate that that is obviously fantastic for your comfort it means it, the the most likely place to get condensation in a home is on your windows um, that condensation causes um, mold it can uh, give rise to the uh, sort of conditions that dust mites and thing, all those kinds of things really enjoy. Um, so uh, really improving the performance of your windows can uh, help to eliminate that and reduce your energy bills Obviously, it's not a cheap thing to do. I mean, obviously, there are very uh, very low-cost, cost-effective windows, and you can spend a lot on windows. Mm. Um, so there are some things that you can do uh, that are in the middle ground. So we just talked about sort of servicing can make a massive difference, um, both just to the ease of use of your windows, but also to their general performance. And then if you are thinking, I want a quick fix, but I can't afford to do my windows at the moment, you can get some thermal window films, which if you carefully apply those, which is again a DIY job, it's not as good as uh, 
changing from single to double glazed or double to triple, but it but, does improve them. Yeah, and if you want a quick cost, fix, yeah. isn't it interesting? Isn't it interesting? We've got we've got clearly a load of different elements to this. We've got a load of different things going on because obviously there's a the the kind of money driven side of needing needing to save some some money on energy bills and i think that human thing that we'd just rather be spending our money on on nicer things wouldn't we to be honest with our with our families but then you will also i'm sure at the show at the convention center you'll also have a lot of people and i'm thinking especially around harrogate area you'll have people who are very passionate about sustainability and actually it, it's it's a an actual an actual conscious decision, not a financially driven decision, but actually a decision on wanting to live in a more sustainable way. And clearly, that's going to come into the conversation as well, isn't it? Some bigger decisions you can make. Yeah, yeah. We we talk a lot with clients about what we would call deep retrofit. So, um, what we've talked about to now and this chat has been about uh, sort of light touch retrofit things that you can do and a deep retrofit starts to take a whole house plan um, and really think about how we can reduce the uh, the carbon emissions and the energy demand to to much much lower levels so um, I have uh, retrofit my 1970 semi in uh, in Sheffield so that now it uses less than 10% of the space heating that it used to um, so it's uh, now the passive wow. house retrofit standard so tell us tell us the kind of things then that, that you've done so in in our house we have uh, heavily insulated the roof so the roof has got now uh, I mean this is at, at roof level not at ceiling level yeah um, so we've got uh, about 100 millimetres of insulation between the rafters, but then we've got about 150 millimetres of insulation below, but very high-performing insulation. We've internally insulated all of the walls with wood, with wood fibre. Um, we have replaced the ground floor, so it was a timber floor, and now it's a concrete floor, but that has up to 70 centimetres of insulation below, yep. below it. Triple glazed windows, very, very airtight, so there are no air leaks at all in the building. We even had to get an airtight cat flap so that we could keep the cats. <laughs> I thought you were say an airtight cat. An um, airtight cat flap. Yes, well, it's it's absolutely it's somewhere where cold air and, and heat, yeah, heat exactly. disappear to. And and obviously being being so close to this, the industry of this and, and, and you know, trends in, in, in design and architecture and everything, do you think for new houses this just becomes the standard really that, that that eventually because of what we're hearing about energy issues and and it's been very background until it's suddenly been foreground this year do you think we will see more of this where houses are aiming to hit a really really sustainable level of of how they can hold heat and and not use so much energy i hope so because it doesn't add at retrofit is a really expensive thing to do it's disruptive and it's it it never really pays back. I mean, we've spent, I don't really want to say how much, we've spent £280,000 on our house. Um, it's its now worth £280,000. So the, the purchase price has kind of been lost. Mm. So it's not something you do for financial gain or financial payback. Whereas in a new build home, you might maybe add 10% to the build cost to go from building regulations to the very best performance standards. And it's so frustrating that there is still a gap between those two things, really, that we've known how to build, let's say, passive house homes since um, 70s, 80s, yet we're still building homes that are 
using five or six times as much energy as those are and really kind of need to be retrofit if we're going to make our 2050 carbon targets. Um, but there is hope. Up until a couple of years ago, it would have been internet speed that would have been a bigger yeah. deciding factor yeah. in where you bought a house <laughs> yeah. rather than thermal it's performance. Mm. Whereas I think it was actually today, Santander uh, have issued a report saying that um, a thermally efficient home can carry a 9.6% uh, uh, value benefit over a, a non-thermally efficient home. So that in most cases would make the um, the cost of those increased uh, performance measures at build uh, pay for themselves mm. straight away. Um, so yeah, there, there's definitely a shift coming, but how quick that's going to be, mm. I don't know. Yeah, and I think that's what makes this show so interesting. There's obviously loads that you can go and look at and lots of different elements, different levels to to the conversation. But but even even if even if it's a financially driven decision to investigate and find out a bit more about things you can do yourself, then it, it's a really it's a really interesting start for people. Yeah, and I think whilst the energy costs that we're experiencing now are pretty grim, the the one benefit is that they do mean that the the payback of doing any of this work is quicker. Yeah. Um, and so uh, when you're making those cost value judgments. It's much easier now to to see the benefit in doing some of those uh, slightly more expensive retrofit works. So yeah, maybe that's one benefit. But uh, well, you've got to find the positives yeah. in all these yeah. situations. Thank you so much for your time, Paul. So you can hear Paul speaking and see lots and lots of the Northern Home Building and Renovating Show. It's at the Convention Centre from Friday the fourth to Sunday the sixth of November, and you can get tickets for free at yourharrogate.co.uk. Just go onto our win page at yourharrogate.co.uk. Paul, that's been so interesting. Have a great time in Harrogate for the well, show, and thank thanks you. for joining us. Thanks very much, Nick.